Welcome to We Geek Podcast. Today is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> it is indeed, actually. Yes. Yeah, about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my name is Adam, and as always, joined by my good friend Logan. Hello. And, dude, how are you doing? How's your week? I am fucking tired. Oh. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> well, I'm back to I'm back to working two jobs, so I am, I am beat. I am, I am thoroughly wiped out. Um, luckily, the movies weren't quite as busy this week, so it... It it wasn't that bad, but uh, mm-hmm. it's we we still get plenty of, of people out for Demon Slayer, so that's good. Yeah, um, that's cool. But and uh, Scott Pilgrim did okay. It didn't do as well as I wanted it to. Um, it didn't do as well as it should have, because uh, nerds that are all talk. Um, they it released did, it. They did a they did a tenth anniversary re release for its tenth anniversary last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know we didn't really have a last year. So right, that they, makes sense. They did a special like it's we we've got it for like a week, and uh, it's uh, you know like I'm I'm thrilled about it. I love mm-hmm. it. That was a fantastic movie. I know you didn't really enjoy it, and that's okay. Yeah, uh, I, I do want to revisit it because I did. I do think I watched like thirty minutes or an hour of it not too long ago, maybe like a year or two ago, and I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. There you go. But yeah, I, it's 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 worth another shot at least. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was Michael Sierra. I, I don't know what it was about it. I was just like, this is just trying too hard. But I guess that's the point. Like, that's the whole idea it's, of it, it his is, character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. It's definitely a character where you look at it and you're like, wow, this guy's actually a jerk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he, he right. thinks he's not, but he's because he's not self-aware. But that's, you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the whole that's the whole point of it. And it is very Edgar Wright. Like, it's yeah. like it's, it is very much an Edgar Wright movie. Oh yeah, um, but it's I I I enjoy it. I mean, it was great. So they they brought that back for the the tenth anniversary, mm-hmm. which was cool. But, uh, nothing special or anything. No special like, it's not like with some of the Fathom events or anything where you have like a little right. before and after or Q and A Q&A or something. Just just a re release. But yep, here's the movie. <laughs> yep. This, this, cool. this is what you this is what you you <clears throat> wanted to to show up for. Yes, yes, it is. Thank you very much. But oh yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. That's yeah, cool. Be- between that and the pizza place, Mrs. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I walked back in there, I was like, "Oh, it got worse." <laughs> oh yeah. That... <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I mean, it's 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 you know staff shortage, and they're actually paying more now than they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's <laughs> I so I don't know what to tell you there, but uh, yeah, it's you know it's. It's like that sometimes. It'd be like that sometimes. They don't think yeah. it'd be like that, but it do. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, my week, my week's been been busy as hell, dude. I um uh, I met up with. Uh, I think I talked about this last week. I um met up with a life coach, uh, who kind of. I don't know if I talked about this last time, uh, but I was having some health issues and like I've always kind of. Uh, been overweight so I've been trying to lose weight uh, and have failed miserably <laughs> by myself 
so I desired, uh, I decided to uh, get some help with it. And I met up with like a life coach this week and it's really motivated me. Nice. Um, yeah. We start at the end of this week. There's like three phases. It's four months long, I believe. So that's going to be like a, that's going to be the biggest chunk of my life moving forward. Uh, I'll still be able to like play games and shit like that and have fun and do all the nerdy things that I like to do, but I'm just, it's, it's changing what I eat. Um, you know, making sure that I do the work, uh, all sorts of things, just kind of changing my lifestyle a little bit. Uh, so it was extremely motivating and I, uh, absolutely enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's like the big thing with me right now. I'm, I'm trying to be more active. I have been, uh, all over Pokemon go trying to collect everything, trying to knock all those <laughs> things out. Oh yeah. I'm full bore back into Pokemon go at this point. Uh, there's even a refer a friend app. If you haven't played it in a while, I could totally send you a link. I don't know if you still played or not. I, I haven't for the longest time. Cause where, gotcha. where I'm at, it's kind of a desert for Pokemon. Like it wasn't, it's, it's, it's not a, this isn't the kind of place where something like that works real well. I would recommend, well, I'll send you the link. You, you don't have to play it. That's fine. Uh, if you decide to like bring it up every once in a while, we get like extra shit and the game has totally changed. Like, you know, like when it came out, there were places that Niantic put on the map. Yeah. Well now if you reach a certain level, you can just put stuff on the map. You can put shops, you can put, or the pokey stops, you can put everything. So people might have filled out your area and you might not know it. That's um, fair. And yeah, that, that so, may well have happened. Oh yeah, totally. So, um, and what's cool is for example, when they do the Pokemon go fest every year, uh, with the success of last year when, with, uh, well the failure of last year, but what they did is they said, Hey, we can't bring everyone to Chicago or Australia or wherever it was going to be. We'll let everyone play. So I think it's like it's a $10 ticket for two days. And you and all of those event Pokemon that you would have got if you went to Pokemon Fest are available right where you're at. Nice. Yep. They, they give everybody incense that lasts like eight hours. And everything around you is everything you would do at that uh, fest. And uh, the bios, the biomes change hourly. So like, you know, as long as you're participating, and by that hour, boom, changes. You get a completely different set of Pokemon. So I don't know. It's dude. It's 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 a reason for me to get out. It's a reason for me to get going. Hey, there you go. Get my heart beating. Yes. So I have really enjoyed that. I've been looking into that Ring Fit. Um, pretty sure I'm gonna pull the trigger. There you go. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oops, sir, I'm going to turn this off. I bought one of these, like, spray things that, like, spray every once in a while in the room. Oops, I accidentally pressed the button. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let me turn this off real fast. All right, there we go. It's off. Um, yeah, no, it, I just wanted to smell a little bit better. Uh, but, yeah, so, anyway, um, that's what I've been up to this week, dude. I have just been kind of uh, – I'm, like, in a prep right now where I know come Friday – everything's changing with my diet uh so like i might order a pizza right now i was, like, I was just, just about to, to say like order your pizzas yeah. while you can <laughs> yes oh yeah and and the thing is is by the end of this i um the idea is that i don't look at food that way uh that i can totally enjoy something that i made by hand with all these fresh ingredients and i crave that more than i would you know 
uh, McDonald's or something. Right. So, there you go. That's the idea. So I'm excited. It's long overdue, dude. So I'm I'm pumped. It'll, it will be single-handedly the biggest change. Um, and I was hesitant on even bringing it up in here because I don't like doing that. Uh, but I just wanted to say it out loud. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, just it makes it more real. So hey, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited, dude. I am pumped. Um, and and I was and the thing is, I'm still gonna be able to, you know, I'm still gonna have downtime. I'm still gonna be able to play video games with my friends and uh, do all this nerdy stuff, watch movies, do whatever. I really want to finish um, the uh, Demon Slayer, which is sick. Um, I got a little sidetracked this week, but that is on the agenda. Nice. How how far in are you? I don't know. I think I'm three or four episodes in. Okay. Uh, so like. Uh, you know, of course, first episode, uh, she turns, he's bring, he's, uh, he's help, he's helping her. He's got to take her to a someplace. Then he meets some people in the woods. Then you find out that the, well, I don't know if I should be spoiling it. Uh, well, I, I've gotten past the part where he finds out about those two people in the woods. Gotcha. Uh, he, yeah. And the boulder and everything else. So I'm like an episode or two past that. Yeah. And that's where I had to turn it off and I had to do a bunch of other stuff. So I'm probably going to go back and rewatch the last episode that I watched because I was very distracted. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm only a couple of episodes in. Nice. But you, you've been able to see what I mean of like this thing just moves. Yes. Like there's, oh, yeah. there's totally. not really filler much at all like it just it it clips right along oh yeah absolutely yeah dude it's it's sick and that first like creature they come across and like they just can't kill it and so like, that was just so much fun <laughs> yeah did you get a chance to watch any of invincible i haven't yet oh you gotta watch it dude the season finale was this week yeah and holy shit dude it, this show is so good like there's a scene at the end of the uh, episode, and I won't spoil anything, where I legit thought to myself, this is – it's taking animation uh, just – I don't know I don't know how to explain it because anime never feels like Breaking Bad, I guess. Does that make sense? Um, sure. To me at least. It's, it's fantastical. It's I – don't, I don't know how to explain it. The, 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 the anime is just so different – I don't know how to put it into words. Where this, where Invincible looks very Western, does that make sense? It looks like uh, Spider-Man the Animated Series. Right, right, I got you. It looks like, it's very different. And it's 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 extremely weird to see it have the tone of something taken very seriously. Uh, like Breaking Bad. Or kind of like an anime, I guess. It's just, it's a very weird thing um and i i'm here for it i absolutely love it it's nice it's it's awesome it's and it's there's parts where i'm just like this is going on for so long on for certain things and i don't want to spoil it uh it gets very violent with some things and i'm just like what the like this is not ending (laughs) i don't know it's but it's there's there's something happens towards the end where it's wrapping stuff up and i'm like this feels like the end of a like a real show like the end of the first season, like there, I just don't ever see this happen in anime. Uh, so eventually, I'm, I'm sure you'll get to it. Um, at least try the first episode or something like that. Yeah, uh, it's only eight episodes long, so it's not bad. What's awesome is they announced season two and season three. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, so they're all you know. Apparently, it's doing good because um, if Amazon <laughs> usually would not do that if it's uh, if it's doing bad. So apparently, some people are watching it. Well, there Which you is go. Great. Yeah. 
but yeah, dude, it's just it's it's been a it's been an interesting week. Kind of changed my uh, priorities and shifted my focus a little bit, but uh, still having fun. Uh, there so, you go. That's cool. But yeah, dude, I, I haven't really. I'm trying to think if there's anything I've. Oh, uh, what did I watch? Um, I did watch something. Uh, I had a friend come over. We watched. Uh, oh, nobody. Oh, nice. What you think? Yes, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. We watched Mortal Kombat and we watched Nobody. Um, uh, she liked Mortal Kombat. <laughs> she had no idea what any of the characters were, but she thought it was goofy and fun. There you go. And no, and nobody was sick. Uh, yeah, it was just nobody is like, hey, we need John Wick to be funny. Yeah, and so they got Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, and that that yeah, it felt like a funny, like very John Wick. I'm I, I'm assuming the same people are behind it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm. It, it's very much. That's what I was telling my friends. I'm like, just watch it. Like, I don't want to tell you about it. I it's it's just expect very John Wick kind of like fighting and stuff like that and let the story take you and it goes places and uh christopher leaves in the movie christopher reed not reeves jesus uh christopher lee right uh from back to the future lloyd lloyd jesus what's wrong with me sorry christopher uh christopher lee was uh saruman Saruman. oh my god (laughs) okay so you get what i'm saying (laughs) so christopher lloyd uh from back to the future fame of course is in it he's great he's he's fantastic he's it's just such a i'm just like where is this going next like what is what is happening um and when it takes off it's a lot of fun so uh really enjoyed that looking forward i'm you know sure there's going to be a lot more of that uh they're they're going to continue with that so that that was a lot of fun um yeah i think that's really the only thing i've watched or you know done uh my oh yeah the white whale came the uh uh uh, volume eight of uh, Dawn of X. Oh, so. you finally found it. Yes. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> you know, that's it's like literally impossible to find. So <laughs> I'm glad that came. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's it for now. That's all I've uh, that's all I've really done uh, this week. Any uh, upcoming movies or anything next week? Um, what do we have this week? It's, um, oh, uh, Wrath of Man, the Guy Ritchie-directed uh, Jason Statham movie. Oh, okay. It's what, it. Statham's kid is killed during an armored car robbery, so he, oh. it's, it's, it's one of those, where it's like, well, now I have to go, you know, avenge right. my son. I'm pretty sure it's his son. Um, yes. But it's yeah. Jason Statham, so it's like, I have to go avenge my son. But right, right. <laughs> it's, it's an action movie. It's Jason Statham starring in an action movie. There you go. Um, right. Yeah, I remember the trailer. It was like, you killed my son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prepare to die, basically. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that tells you all you need to know, which is is, is not meant in a bad way, because I enjoy right. it. Like, you know exactly what you're getting into when you go into yes. that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that comes out this week, and I'm not sure. I don't think so. At least not anything. There's nothing big this week. Um, cause it's Wrath of Man this week. Next week is, uh, Spiral. Oh, okay. So I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, I don't, no, I don't think it was anything this week. But, uh, aside from, aside from Wrath of Man, which I, like I said, I'm looking forward to. I think it's gonna be good. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, the Waterman awesome. comes out this week. That's right. 
Okay. Um, it's, uh, shoot. It's directed, I'm pretty sure, by David Oyelowo. Hmm. It's interesting looking. It's one that's a little tough to explain because it kind of blends... It, it blends slight fantastical elements into a real-world setting. Yeah. Uh, but it's... I, I don't... Like, I'm curious. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it, has, it has piqued my interest. But... Yeah. So I saw some unfortunate news this week. I don't know if you saw this, but... Um... A giant bomb as we know it, it's kind of done. I, I saw this yesterday, and I wanted to ask you about it. Because how much of that is, is that like the entire core group, or is that... Yeah. So the, the news is, is that Vinny Caravella and Alex Navarro from the Beast cast, which is Giant Bomb East Coast, they live in New York, um, are... Uh, walking away they're uh, they're leaving giant bomb and so is brad shoemaker who's on the west coast which is with um is with jeff um now there those they yeah, have that is the those are the old time those are the old g's um i'm not exactly sure who's left in giant bomb at this point i know jeff gersman is and a, a couple of others um but yeah, this is fun. This is fundamentally the end of what we know as Giant Bomb. Um, it's still living on. I mean, Jeff Gersman still—it's his company. Uh, well, it's you know they sold it to CBS, so it's still under CBS. It's G- Giant Bomb's not officially gone, but as we know it, it's going to fundamentally be different. And like I think Jeff put out even a statement saying, you know, uh, uh, that uh, you know I've spent a long time thinking last year of what's next for Giant Bomb, and most of these roads leads to a full-on rethink of what it means to be a website about video games in 2021. While I currently would have loved to solve those challenges with my lifelong friends, coworkers by my side, it just wasn't meant to be. And then he wished them uh, the best. So uh, they did this in a podcast. They seemed like it didn't seem like it was a uh, you know it's not like. I guess we'll find out more later of why they left. Um, but it, they didn't seem, uh, they seemed very, um, I don't know. Like when Dan left, it was more of a, they celebrated the stuff that they did. Uh, they spent the time reminiscing about, you know, all the stuff they had to go through to build that website. Uh, they, that's what they called it when they started building a bomb, which got them in trouble. They, you know, they, they were like, how are we going to talk about this? You know, at the airport and stuff like that, <laughs> when they called it building a bomb. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So it's these are the OGs. Yeah, these are these are the guys that you know when when um, when Jeff made it, uh, he brought over Brad Shoemaker and Alex and Vinny. Like they're all from most. I believe they're all mostly from uh, their days at Gamespot. Uh, and when they left, and you know the the whole reason, if you if you got listeners don't know why Giant Bomb was created, was because Jeff Gersman was let go from Gamespot because he refused to give a video game a score that the that uh, the people working there thought it deserved uh, because of course they were paying for some promotions on the site, so it was a um, you got an honesty from Jeff and these guys that you weren't really getting from. Uh, the other websites, and to this day, those websites claim that the, you know, marketing and our editorial are just two separate sides. Uh-huh. And that, yeah, and so that was 
the at least at that time was that no, it's it's not. Um, and so there was an honesty to them, and they brought you know it, it was uh, like we're at the point of our lives where video games are video games. They'll come, they go. It's more about the people, right? And that's why people stuck around with these guys was uh, they're just interesting people. There were it, it was you know it was more about them and their lives than the video games were just stuff they talked about as well. Uh, if that makes sense, that's why I listen to the podcast. They're hilarious. Uh, the, they're they're great dudes. Uh, at, eventually, they talk about video games, um, and they do it in a way that's not you know corporate talk. It's not you know they tell you like oh this is this is fucked up <laughs> you know or or they'll <laughs> tell you like they're just completely honest about it and they're not you know it was it was very very different from what you would hear at IGN or GameSpot and stuff like that. So I don't know. It was. Uh, and they were kind of like they were at a time. They came out at a time before YouTube was big, a couple of years before it. So, if they would have left two or three years later, they might have just did YouTube. But they they made a website, and so uh, they have where you can. I think it's like five bucks a month. Uh, it's almost essentially like a Patreon. You get access to the premium videos, which uh over the unfortunately over the last year i'm assuming a lot of people probably did not continue subscribing because they were not all together in the same place and that's what made their premium fridays fun was they spent the whole day on couches just having a blast uh drinking energy drinks or beer or whatever trying different crazy things uh just having a good time and that kind of ended uh, I know the the East Coast office is done. That like they shut the office down uh, a couple months ago, and they're not in the West Coast office right now either. So I don't know what the future is for their website or for Giant Bomb. I know it's not dead. Jeff Gersman's still there, um, and I think a few others like Jan is still there. I'm probably missing a few. Like there's some people behind the scenes that are always on camera, um, but I imagine. It's just going to be completely different. I imagine they might do something like with what kind of funny is doing now. It's all, it's all at home. You know, they they jump in for to to. I I don't know. It's going to be very interesting seeing what they do moving forward. I know whatever they do, they're probably all going to want to be kind of near each other because that's what made it so good. Um, that that's what made like I when when I when I when Vinny and Alex said they were leaving, I was like, okay, so it's just the East coast. Like it's, they're, they're getting rid of that office and that, that part of it. But then when Brad, which he lives near, you know, he's on the West coast. That's when I was like, Oh wow. What, uh, who knows? Maybe they're doing their own thing. Maybe they're leaving and doing their own thing. They didn't really announce anything. None of them said what they're doing next just to kind of like pay attention. Um, but who knows? I mean, uh, my, one of my favorites from the show was Dan. He went on to – he now does the New New Day podcast. Right. Yeah. Have you listened to any of that? I, one episode a little while back. Yeah, uh, I've listened to a couple. And, and it's – yeah, and, and, and oh, no, it's fun. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's really good. And at first, Dan was, like, completely behind the scenes. And I like that now he's, like, in pictures with them. He's on the show usually talking because he's the producer. Uh, it's, it's, it's mostly focused on the three, of course, but uh, right. he's just too awesome of a personality to be kept, um, behind the scenes. So, <laughs> um, and it, that's kind of when I stopped watching and paying attention to giant bomb a lot was when Dan left. Cause he was just so much fun. 
he has this like chaotic humor where uh you know like it, it, it of course it's it's the wrestling you know um uh it's that world where he finds that so fascinating so it's like we we think a little bit the same yeah uh, that's yeah so uh when him and jeff gerstman did the dragon ball podcast that was one of the best things they've ever done uh they have these like just crazy off the wall ideas uh, where there's just like two guys that could care less about anime sit down and watch it and then they fell in love with it like it was just <laughs> so awesome um so like yeah so it's you know uh they're the three of them i'm assuming are going to stay in the same industry i don't know if this is a situation where they left to do their own thing because they don't want to be part of cbs um who knows who knows the behind the scenes stuff i'm sure all of that will come out later um but Jeff Gersman's still there. It's his baby, so yeah. we'll see. Um, hopefully they get some new faces in there. Um, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, they were, they were doing a good job of making it a little bit more diverse. Uh, so hopefully they stick with that. Um, but, yeah, it's – we'll see. Uh, I love these guys. I'll listen to them if they do any more podcasts. Uh, hopefully they do. Uh, uh, and I'll still be listening to Giant Bomb. There's a Giant Beast cast at the end of this week. So – Maybe that's when they'll talk about what they can do or what, what they're going to do next. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's Friday, so I'm going to be looking forward to that. Nice. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll watch anything Jeff does. Like, he is hilarious. And that's why when him and Dan got in a room together, it was the rock and sock connection. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just magic when these two got in the same room together. And so with them not in the same room together, and then when Dan went to, the, to New York – it just didn't feel the same. And then when Dan left, it was like, oh, man. So, yeah. I am freezing now. I need to put on a shirt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself. That, that, ex that experiment didn't work, huh? No, it didn't. It happens. How you get cold in Florida, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. in, in May. You, you, you turn up the, the air. All right, give me one second. <laughs> sorry. But, uh, no, I... I've, I've never really I never did listen to much of Giant Bomb but I know we've talked about him a lot on the show and they've God I I can't remember a time where they haven't been around it seems like yeah like I, they've yeah. all they've they've always been a thing yep exactly it's 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 wild it's, yeah it's it's unfortunate this is like because were they the ones that did the I, I feel like this was them didn't they do they had like a running gag of doing things with kojima at e3 was that that was that them or am i thinking of somebody else possibly I, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, that's where i think like that was i think when when i first was like oh these guys do some ridiculously creative stuff they, they, i mean dan, dan has an obsession with kojima just like uh, Vince McMahon, where he's just like, <laughs> I, I need to know more, you know, <laughs> I need to know more about this person. Dan did an interview with Kojima. Uh, he might've been at, IG, he might've been at game, or I'm sorry, game informer at the time. Um, but yeah, he did interview him. Yeah. I feel like there was, I, I, there was a, there was a skit somewhere that he was involved in. And I feel like it was a giant bomb thing. And I think that was the first that was like was my it, first. He had him like uh, judge certain fart noises or something like that. So it was so super immature. Yeah, but it was. I think it was before that. Well, th that's what I mean. He was at Game Informer at the time. Um, uh, oh god! All right, hold on. 
No, there was... I, I can't remember. I feel like that was... I definitely feel like this was them, but I can't remember what they... It was... I, 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 oh, I really wish I could remember because it's going to bother me. Um, he, yeah, he, he wanted to do... I remember him wanting to do something with Kojima, but he wanted to make it like... It was... It was like he sit down and he was like, I need to like do your top 10 deaths or something like that. It was something just like instead of Kojima sitting down and doing every interview the same, I remember it was something along the lines of what do you think of these top five, whatever, or something like that. Like it was just a complete curveball. Yeah. Um, I just can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't find it. No, but um, I think. But- but that was, and I mean, this was, this was a long ass time ago. I mean, I'm talking, ten. How long has Giant Bomb been around? Because I feel like this was like ten years ago. Uh yeah. Um. Let's see here. They yeah. I mean, it was before YouTube. 2008. Yeah, yeah. It could have been them. Yeah. Yep. 2008. It was created. That's. Uh, you know, Ryan Davis. He uh, I did should have mentioned him before he unfortunately passed away. It was him and Jeff Gersman's baby. Um, and I think Brad was like Brad and Alex and then, and Vinny were like number three, four or five that came in. Um, and, uh, Dan was kind of newer. He's been, he was there like maybe five years ago. Uh, there's been a lot of people going in and out of uh, giant bomb that have come and left. Uh, but Brad, for sure. Brad was like, like they even joked around sometimes, like some of the newer people, they had to sit down with Brad when they were having like evaluations. That's how like Brad and was like Jeff's right hand man for the longest time. <laughs> so that one came especially a surprise. Um, I can see the East Coast office leaving just because like they're so separate. But when Brad said he was leaving, I was like, wait, whoa, what? Like, I, I don't even want to speculate. Like, it, 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 I'm assuming it, I, it had nothing to do with Jeff. They all seemed extremely, um, you know, uh, they're reminiscing and stuff like that. And they wouldn't if they were on bad terms. Um, I'm assuming it has to do something with High Above, with CBS, you know, uh, with uh, CBS might have looked at them and said, hey, wait a second. Why do we have all of these different game (laughs) uh, things? We have GameSpot, we have GameStop, or we have GameSpot, we have Giant Bomb. You know, I forgot what else. They they, might have just been a money issue where they... I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but I don't think it had anything to do with their chemistry because that's what worked. Right. Um, it might have just been a pay thing. Uh, so, and they talked about like, you know, especially over the last year, they've had a lot of time to think about like, what are they doing with their lives? Where do they want to be? You know, what do they want to be doing? So uh, these are things they brought up. So, you know, who knows? Uh, but they made it very clear. Like Vinny was like, Vinny says said in third person he's like Vinny's not done uh, <laughs> Vinny still has a lot more gas in the tank so that led me to believe that maybe they're going to be just doing their own thing that's going to be separate from CBS right um but uh, you know maybe Jeff Stane because it is his baby so uh but it was it was interesting hearing them talk about like how many times it almost didn't work it was an interesting peek behind the curtain where they were bringing up different things in time where they were like, oh, yeah, like there was a point where like we didn't know where the checks were going to come. Um, and then, of course, when they got CBS, that's when. That's, yeah, then, yeah, then you get that money. 
then you get that money. But that comes along with a lot of mm-hmm. worry because then you have someone at CBS going, well, that executive that made that deal is not here anymore. Why do we have you? Yeah. Quarterly. It's a quarterly, like, worry. Or when you're your, when you're your own boss – you you still have a worry about like, hey, we're doing great now. We're not doing so good here. We're doing you know, and so it was interesting hearing how many times the wheels almost fell off and then it didn't, uh, and all the things that you know, all the things that we don't know about that they were going to do but never did. You know, they started talking a little bit about that, uh, and just all the fun quirky things, all the fun times they had. The, they got ten random energy drinks and then. Uh, started testing them and realized that was a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, but uh, it, I don't know. It, their site felt more – you know, they're our age or older. It felt a little bit more mature, even though I meant that, that thing <laughs> – I said that thing earlier. <laughs> but their their site just felt like – just felt like people. Felt like people sitting around shooting the shit and sometimes they talk about video games. And that's what I liked about it. They they're not catering to uh, children. They're not. They're they they all have like a lot of them have their own kids. Uh, they're talking about you know, um, Vinny would always talk about doing new projects in his home. Like it just felt a little bit older. Uh, Dan was just crazy with his wrestling stuff, and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> uh, and so like yeah, it was just it was a good time. So I'm uh, I don't know what else I can say about it. I'm just I'm interested in seeing where this goes next because. They're a huge inspiration, and they you, when you listen to a podcast, you know what's that meme of where it's like three girls on a poster, and then the kid's sitting next to him eating like he's like he's talking with them. That's kind of how it feels, right? Like you 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 <laughs> you welcome these people into your home every week, yeah, and you you hear about their lives, and you've never met them. You might send them an email or something, uh, but it becomes this. Uh, it's not, a, it's not a relationship, but you know what I mean? It's this, it's this weird, like, like, oh shit. Like I know a little bit more about their lives and you can relate to them. Yeah. And, and, and it, it feels cool. It's, it's, it's interesting knowing uh, about that. And so knowing that their journey ended with them is kind of, um, kind of sucks, but I know they're going to do something. They're going to do great things. So definitely be looking forward to see what they do next. And of course, Friday, we might find out a little bit more, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say about that. Um, go to their website. You know, now might be a really good time to do that to support them. <laughs> you know, if you can, uh, they have just a, a backlog of so much fun stuff. Uh, they're especially their E3 shows. Those were the cream of the crops. You, you know, what I'm talking about with yeah. the, the E3 shows where every night they would sit down and uh, again there was no E3 last year, so that might have been. Dude, like there was a there's there's a reason why I'm assuming a lot of people probably dropped off their service because a lot of the things that they used to be able to do they just couldn't do. Um, and their E3 shows were the best. They would get the 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 gaming industry heads, the people that would be walking out on stage and telling you why you should be buying a PlayStation or Xbox. All you know, they're all in a suit. They're all very prepared. They're all and then when they get back there with Jeff and them, they're drinking beers and talking about these crazy stories of being on the road and doing this. And like Jeff's talking about sneaking into E3 when he's 16 years old and they think he's 20 and you know, all these <laughs> weird stories, and, uh, you know, and, um, 
Yeah, so it's it's it, it, and a lot of the guys that were they were like the the ex um, midway guys, right? You know, uh, and now they're all over the place. One of them was at like Disney Interactive. So like, it's it, I don't know. Th- those shows were the best. You had Greg Miller. You had wrestlers on there. Um, uh, you know, uh, Austin Creed or whatnot. Uh, you, you had all sorts of different um, uh, people on there, and it was just it was a blast. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see where it goes. What happens next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 interesting slash too bad because I know they've been like yeah. I said like they've you said what it was two thousand and eight when they two thousand and eight. That's a that's a long time, man. Thirteen years for yeah. a, a a web show slash podcast mm-hmm. kind of place like that's. That's and, impressive, and and you know it's not like they just met in 2008. They were all at GameSpot, yeah, essentially doing what they're doing now, but it, and they were doing it before it was popular. That's what made them so different. Is that you know they talk about it in the last episode where they're like GameSpot would look at them and go, "Who would watch anything more than 30 se- or, or 60 seconds for a video game review? Why would anyone spend their time?" listening to you guys talk about video games who would want to watch anyone play a video game that's absurd GameSpot would tell them this like why would you need anything longer than a minute <laughs> or two you know keep it small like and and it was they had all of these ideas of wouldn't people want to watch us get ready for e3 and just kind of shoot the shit yeah literally pack stuff in the van and talk about, you know, the times that we, you know, all their crazy stories about the people they've met and the things they've done. GameSpot were like, no, no one wants to hear that. Get out of here. And that's why Jeff, you know, it was one of the main reasons why he did what he did, especially because they let him go because he refused. Uh, what was the game? I think it was like Kane and Lynch. He that's gave a that's not a surprise. There's a there's a shock. Yeah, it was Kane and Lynch. I forgot. the. I don't know the, the score. Um, he gave it. And the score they wanted him to give. Um, but they were like, <laughs> wait, hold on. Uh, I think it was like a 7.5. And they were like, are you sure that's not an 8 or a 9? <laughs> I think that's what it was. I could be misremembering it. But it was right around a 7. And that's where he was like, no, it's not that good. I'm not going to say it's good if it's not. Yeah. 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 Big so. Why is it that the Kane and Lynch games seem to have so much review controversy because kane and lynch 2 was a big deal over on destructoid because yeah. jim sterling hated that game and he got oh, wow. pilloried for it if really? i if i remember right i mean this was forever ago but the way i remember it was he gave it like a two mm. it was he was just like it was bad it was broken and it was awful and they went after him for it and i am by no means a jim sterling fan but even I was looking at this like, wow, you guys are kind of insane, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's it. Well, Jim Sterling is very much like Jeff Gersman, um, in the in that aspect where yeah. he has no problem sharing his opinion, <laughs> uh, yeah, whether you whether you like crazy. it or want it or not. Like you're gonna right. get it, and I, you know, I I I respect that. Yeah, there, there's if something nothing else. to exactly. There there's something to uh, these the like, and that's the thing about Giant Bomb and uh, I guess Jim Sterling as well is you know what you're getting, you know where they align with what they like, 
And so you have to make a judgment on that. Yeah. So like uh, Jeff Gerstmann is not eight years old. He's not 17 years old. He's an old guy with a kid. He's been around forever in the gaming industry, comparably to a lot of the other people. Um, he knows his way around. He knows his history with the industry, and he's extremely hard on games if he feels it doesn't uh, if it doesn't hold up to a certain standard. So uh, one of the big memes with Giant Bomb is that they're always hard on games. Like Jeff Jeff Gersman just doesn't like video games. Um, and that's not true. He absolutely because he'll he'll trash something, and by the end of it, he goes, "It's a ton of fun. I play the hell out of it. I'm going to play 16 more hours of this when I get <laughs> off the podcast." Like, so it, it it's it's a oh, I know that feeling too. I know that feeling of enjoying a game like World of Warcraft, but there's a lot of crazy, stupid mechanics in it that make no fucking sense. Yeah. But you still enjoy it. It's there's still uh you know so. Uh, you have to gauge it that way. And, and so it's easier with these guys who are completely blunt about it because they don't have anyone telling them what to do uh, comparatively to, you know, like an IGN or something where it's, it's very, it's very corporate. It's very polished. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's just something different. Um, and uh, some of the people left, like, you know, that's why kind of funny did what they did. They left IGN uh, I love Greg Miller. There's a lot of people there that have come and gone or whatever, but Greg Miller is kind of the guy that I listen to in that group because uh, I align with a lot of things that he does when it comes to games. Um, so, yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. And that's the whole thing is you find someone who you feel has the same interests, maybe likes the same things, doesn't like the same kind of things, and that's where you can go, oh, okay, that's a good judge of, of, of this game or not if you're going to like it. And yeah. So, that's what I did with Giant Bomb, and so, yeah, yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting. I'm not I'm not sure where they're gonna go from here. I'll always follow Jeff. You know, the his his blog is called Jeff Gerstmann is still a threat. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, uh, <laughs> uh, and he still is a threat. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, he him. Did you ever see his wrestling stuff? Where they did, because that was the other thing. They would go to PAX East and PAX West, and do the uh, what do you call it? The the WWE game for the Nintendo 64. Uh, no Mercy, right? I think. Yeah, they would they would do No Mercy tournaments, Royal Rumbles essentially, where everybody had a character, and they would come onto the stage, and most of them came in character. <laughs> Jeff's character was, oh my God, what was it? Oh, it was uh, Dr. Something. This was before Dr. Disrespect. Um, uh, it was Dr. Oh, this is going to bother me. <laughs> oh, you're Dr. Fine. Tracksuit. That's it. Dr. Tracksuit. Okay. Uh, and he was always like, he would, <laughs> he would post on Twitter uh, pictures of a uh, Game Informer magazine with uh, a canister of energy next to it. Uh, it looked like white powder. Um, and he had a Blockbuster gift card, uh, or Best Buy, maybe it was a Best Buy gift card, chopping up this this power energy. So, like, he was completely into his heel character when he would do it. Fair enough. Uh, so he was this energized Dr. Tracksuit who just 
<laughs> always had white powder underneath his nose. Like, that's how stupid and silly he was. All joke, all for fun. It was his character. He was the heel of the show, always trying to ruin everything. Um, <laughs> that's what just set them apart. Uh, and, of course, Dan Riker was a part of all of this, and he had the American flag on everything, <laughs> you know? Um, they were just characters. They, and, and that's why when those two got in a room together – and they talked about wrestling. I, dude, it, it, I absolutely loved it. So who knows? I know Dan absolutely can't do a wrestling podcast with him right now because, of course, he's with the WWE. Um, the, the reason why they didn't officially do a wrestling thing, they unofficially had a, had a podcast together. But they didn't do, like, reviews or anything was because how strong the WWE was going after YouTubers. Uh, with like, if you showed an image of something, they were trying to sue you. Yeah. Um, so they did, they only did an audio podcast so that there was no way they could do anything to them because you can't, you can't go after them if they're just talking about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man, it's been fun reminiscing about giant bomb, um, giant inspiration, dude. That's one of the first podcasts I thought about when we were doing, when we started, this was like, was them, uh, and what they did. So I'm curious to see where they go moving forward. It's, you know, uh, maybe 10 years from now, they'll get a room together. That will be a fun giant bomb reunion or something. Yeah. Um, I, they all seem like they're still friends. This doesn't seem like a, you know, Colin Moriarty leaving a kind of funny deal, right? This doesn't seem like a bad terms thing. Uh, they all were very, very much, uh, having fun with each other as much as they could be they're you know they're joking about how weird it is coming back from break no knowing what they just said <laughs> you know they're like well what do we bring up <laughs> you know what, what can we talk about now uh uh, uh i think jeff was like wait, what's that new game that came out on the playstation that's very particle effecty <laughs> i can't think of it what, what do you know what it's called the I... Oh, reversal or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, res, um, yeah, but uh, it's um, Returnal. That's it. Returnal. Yeah, he goes. So, what do you guys think about Returnal? Like, as if they could just start talking about video games. It was just fun. Uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It. We'll see what happens with them. Um, I'll definitely be bringing it up once I find out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we get into some of this stuff, I also forgot to mention I got. I don't even know what to call this. Okay. Is, That's always a good way to start a story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it is a handheld device. Um, let me see if I can just pull up my orders, uh, and tell you exactly what it is. It's essentially my handheld, um, play every old generation game. Um, were, it's, uh, were you able to actually get one of those if it's what I'm thinking of? There was it, something like that that sold out, like, instantly. Well, not that one. I okay. didn't get that one. That one's shaped like a Game Boy uh, color or something. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that one because as much as I loved my Game Boy color, uh, it is definitely nicer to have a widescreen um, to have the analog sticks. Um, and I did a lot of research into this. Uh, and I got a RG... If you want to look this up, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. It's RG351M. Okay. It's RG351M. And it feels better than the Switch holding it. It 
it doesn't feel like it's not plastic it's metal okay like i don't know what kind of metal but it's like a uh the shell is like a metal like i'm i'm tapping it i don't know if you can hear it yeah um and the screen is uh let's see here uh, let me pull it up here so i put a 128 uh, stick in it um let's see here let me see if i can pull the specs here for you uh, a 35, a 3.5 inch full ILP screen lasts eight hours. It's extremely comfortable. Um, and the clicking is just, it feels so good when you click the buttons, the joysticks down below are essentially joy cons okay. uh, without, without the joy con drift issue. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it, they're, they're really smart about how they did it because they put them like deeper into the console. I don't know if you're looking at looking at a picture right now, um, but they put it deep enough so that it's not the the button the joystick top of it is at the same height as the other buttons, so like it's not like sticking out where it's like gonna catch in your pocket or something. It's the perfect height. Right, I got you. Yeah, and so this bad boy can play arcade games, Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, Sega, Neo Geo, Nintendo DS. PSP, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, uh, and a list of a bunch of other consoles that I've never heard of (laughs) (laughs) Um, or, you know, whatnot. GameCube, you name it, dude. Nintendo 64, all of it is in here. It comes preloaded. I, of course, only put emulators on there that I own. Right. (laughs) Um, But... uh, yeah, dude, it's um, I you know uh, the thing is is I have my I have a Game Boy Color, I have stuff like that, and it's it's just it's it, time has not been pleasant to it. Uh, I could have went on Amazon and bought like a Game Boy Color for the same price, um, that Arctic Purple. Uh, maybe one day I will because I I love that machine. That yeah. that's what really got me into Pokemon and all that other stuff. Um. I might one day do that or get that one that you're talking about, the one that sold out. Yeah. But this is essentially the same thing. It's running the exact same emulator. It's it's running all that same stuff. Um, and it's a blast, dude. I got all my Pokemon games on it. I got Donkey Kong Country, Aladdin, Mortal Kombat, dude. I And you name it. And it runs beautifully. A lot of these systems, especially handheld ones, don't run as good. No, uh-uh. Yeah, uh, but this one runs beautifully. It's great. It feels good. Like, it doesn't feel like I bought this, like, third-party machine. Like it, like I said, in my hands, it feels better than something you would get from, like, Nintendo. It just the, – the way they made it is awesome. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so, you know you know how much I love older video games and stuff like that. Uh, I, I my, my nephew – I brought over the, the Raspberry Pi the other day to my mom's house. Uh, my, my brother and my niece and nephew were over. And I thought he'd be excited because I'm like, this has 250 – or this has 2,500 games on it, all from Nintendo. It has everything. Now, if you told us when we were eight years old, this is every video game on the planet on this device, we would have been ecstatic. Yeah. The first thing he says is, does it have Minecraft? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm disappointed. <laughs> like he didn't say he's disappointed, but I saw it in his face that yeah, he does not, not have okay. Minecraft. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, it's got Jurassic Park, it's got Aladdin. Uh, my niece loved it. She's like, oh, it's got Aladdin, but 
my nephew it did not have Minecraft, so they would rather play Minecraft on my phone. So I handed him my phone. Right. I <laughs> so, mean, you know, different generation, different video games. It is. Absolutely, yeah. So this is totally... So I was like, okay, well, I guess I won't give you guys a Raspberry Pi then. <laughs> <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, I'll just give it to you. You can put it in your the guest bedroom when they come over. But I now, now I know they, they don't care. They'd rather just play Minecraft on the iPad or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love it. I've been going back through Fire Red. Uh, played for about 30 minutes the other day, and it saves and everything else. It, like, it's so it's such a cool little device. Um, I do want to check out like Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that, or Metal Gear Solid, because I'm curious how the PlayStation is going to run Let's on see it. See how something like that runs, yeah. Yes, I'm assuming that will be a little bit more performance heavy, where I'm, it might chug a little bit, but. Man, this is the best Game Boy Advance player that I think I could get, and that's what that's what I did. I looked at all these reviews and everything else, and they're like, "You're gonna pay a little bit more, but you know, it's going to be quality." And so I was happily surprised when I got. It. I was like, "Oh, this is way." I was expecting this thing to like fall apart when I got it, or be complete like super hard to figure out. But right, I was able to update it. It's got Wi-Fi built into it. That's the other thing. If if I know someone else that has this. I can play multiplayer games with them. Nice. Yeah, I can play through all of the old Spider-Man games on SNES with them <laughs> while playing it. Uh, the Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Times. Like, if you had one of these, we could play Turtles in Time together, multiplayer, uh, on different different places. Like, how wild is that? <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> it is. It's wild, yeah. So it's, it's Now, something it's, like that's neat. Like, those are... I've, I've been hearing a little bit more about those... Um, recently like i said about the one that had that was basically shaped like in like a the neo geo handheld yes um and i was like oh all right cool that's you know whatever fetch your jam go for it right right yeah the one you're talking about almost looks like it's it's that one had like a oled screen i think right i i didn't I, i i didn't do a ton of research on it so maybe yeah i gotta look it up I think what I would want to do next is I would want to get the Atomic Purple, but modded to have an LED screen. Fair. Uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, not LED, but backlit. Backlit, that there sense? you go, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. That's what I think I would want to do next, is have a backlit uh, one of those. The, the other problem is I have all of those old Pokemon games, but the battery on them uh they they're they're dead so you can't save the game so that's the other thing i would have to do is open up the games and uh take out the battery but you just got to know what you're doing with those things yeah so this is one of those where like i would love to do it myself but i need to know someone physically near me to help me with it that knows how to do that and i I don't have that yet so i'm sure i could actually probably go on to like discord or reddit or something and find how-to guides yeah. Maybe a store near me or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I can go to the comic shop and see if anyone – that's the thing. There's no like video game – there's a GameStop, but I wish there was more of like a comic shop, shop, comic store type game store around me where there's people that mod and stuff like that. And I could go and be like, hey, I want to do this. How do you do this? Yeah. So that might be a next project sometime down the road is to get a Game Boy Atomic Purple backlit and – good to go or maybe the advance the advance might be a little bit easier you probably play a lot more games on it too actually yeah i'd imagine yeah that that might actually be what i do because i had the purple of one of that too so 
There's a theme going. I really liked the Game Boy Purple. Hey, <laughs> man, Anatomic Purple was badass because Nintendo made everything in that. They made the game. They made uh, mm-hmm. Game Boy. I don't know if they started with Game Boys or Game Boy Color with that, but then they didn't advance in that, and then they did controllers in that. Like there was an, an Atomic Purple yep. N64 controller. That's, like, that's right. Always been a ridiculously cool thing, and the the fact that there's not like a limited edition Switch in Atomic Purple is them just leaving piles of money on the table. It's absurd. I, look, there's so many people that have modded their Switch to have that Atomic Purple. Yeah. You would think they would go, hey, let's do that. Um, you're absolutely right. I would buy that. You know, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. 100%. So maybe the. Uh, Maybe the new Switch coming out will do that. Because, yeah, they have all these different colors. They have the Animal Crossing. They got all these. But do that Atomic Purple. Man, I, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but that's when my friend let me borrow his Atomic Purple uh, color with Pokemon Red for one weekend. And it was kind of like one of those I was like, well, who would play that? That game's for kids. Yeah. Because uh, that's what I, in my dumb little head, thought. And by the end of that weekend, I was begging him to like, like, can I, can I hold it on for another week or whatever? And we, I've talked about, but that's when it, it, it was the perfect time. That's when summer hit, and me and my brother, we were determined we were going to get a Game Boy because my parents couldn't afford it. They, they told me no, sorry, uh, ask for it for Christmas or something. Uh, and we were like, no, we like Pokemon's now. We need it now. Like we were so obsessed <laughs> that uh, we know we were going to our grandparents, and thank God my grandma and grandfather were like. Yeah, you can use our lawnmower. Go knock on some doors. So uh, that's what we did. And for the whole summer, we saved enough to get two of them. So, And then that's when I went to the store and bought it. So now talking about it really makes me want to get one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God, it makes me really want to get one. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll go on eBay and see if someone's already done it, uh, the Atomic Purple Black Lit to purchase. So make it a little bit easier so I'm not doing it myself. <laughs> yeah. But anyway – down the road. I can't spend money right now. I need to focus <laughs> on other stuff. So, But that is definitely something I would love to get because uh, I do have all these old Game Boy games just sitting around collecting dust. Yeah. Which is wild, too. Did you know the Pokemon Soul Silver for the DS is going for the low price of $200? Did you know that, Did you know that Heart Gold is going for the low, low price of 250 Jesus Christ. It's insane. Yeah. Now, I have Soul Silver. I just don't have the pedometer. Uh, which is what makes it super expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I have the physical game. Nice. Yeah. So it's man, it, it's it's wild. The collecting. Uh, one of one of the guys on my team uh, with my job, uh, he's leaving, and he never got on camera ever. So he gets on camera doing the clap out. We're telling him uh, that uh, you know we're talking about him, saying all these great things, and I notice this stack of cards behind him. And he's like, oh, yeah, those are my Magic Gathering Pokemon cards. Like, he has this whole side business where he's buying and selling them. Uh, and we talked for, like, 30 minutes about it. Uh, and I was like, why didn't I know any of this about you? And now you're leaving. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, the collection market right now is insane. It's blown up. Yeah. Which is one thing I wish I had money to, to throw at. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to play Pokemon with some friends. Uh, but... I don't know. The idea of driving to Target at, what, 9 a.m. and sit outside. <laughs> just, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Fair. Because they're, like, sold out everywhere. That That's what my buddy does. Every Friday he goes to Target to see if they have the cards there. 
because uh, that's like his hobby now. He, that's his obsession is he'll go and get the cards, play them, collect them, sell them. Uh, and now it's like super impossible. I think Vice did an article the other day. I don't know if you saw it. Where it was like, we need to talk about the state of Pokemon cards in the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's this fantastic article. You know, it's, and, you know, it's bad when, when friggin' Vice decides to get involved. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, I, the, the title of the article, the headline is I need to explain to you just how dire Pokemon cards crisis is. <laughs> and, and it is like they, it is, it's insane. And I think it's all due to the, the Paul brothers. Like when they were like, let me let me just uh, uh, you know they were trying to show off. They're like, oh, I bought this first edition Charizard. I bought the whole fir- the first uh, first edition of every, and then they it became this craze on YouTube, and then every YouTuber did it. Yeah, and because every YouTuber was driving to their target, it made all the kids who watched them do it. Um, so people like my friend who just like love Pokemon, and he he's always loved it. He's always collected them. He's like, damn it! Now I have to do like extra work <laughs> for my hobby. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been fun, kind of uh, listening to his stories. So I'm like, I'm so jealous, dude. I'd love to have all that, but uh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta focus on other things. <laughs> <laughs> Too many hobbies, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're I don't know. We got so sidetracked. Ah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it helps to have something, some some other things to talk about sometimes, because we don't have a whole lot of news this week. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. It's been a little bit of a light week. Yeah, did you see the uh, the little sizzle reel that Marvel put together? For Dude, their... I loved it. It's It was a great, like, little celebration of, like, oh, yeah, the MCU was actually pretty cool, and hey, look at that, it worked out, and oh, hey, cool, so we got some, we got some new titles. Um, yes. I loved that the the Captain Marvel sequel is going to be called The Marvels, and the yep. S was very clearly the symbol from uh, from uh, Kamala Khan's costume. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and, it, and it's got uh, protons uh, from one uh, proton or spectrum. I forget what her um, rainbow from uh, from. From uh, WandaVision. WandaVision, yeah, yeah, she's in it too, and it has her symbol there. I, dude, that's I loved that they called it the Marvels. Yeah, because um, it's gonna it's it, it's gonna be really good. It's gonna have all three of them in it. Uh, it's gonna be interesting seeing things jump from the movies to TV to the movies to the TV. Uh, which that was the only thing from the, the sizzle reel. I was like, oh, they left out the TV stuff, but. You know, I guess I just wanted to celebrate because it's all only been the movies until now. So right, and I think that was the point of that reel was yes. like the yeah. was was just for the movies. Right, and, and the, the whole I think it was that was a trailer for the movie theaters. I think that was a trailer to say, "Come back, we need you to come back." Um, especially with Stan Lee, God bless the man. Uh, he was in um, uh, the first part of that trailer uh, talking about. Um, being together and being with people and you see that guy over there he's your brother you see that girl over there it's your sister um uh and i think that was like his famous he wrote that in a comic way a long time ago back in the 60s when he was just saying how important it is that uh, we treat each other like family yeah Um, and there's no room for racism there's no room for any of that stuff uh it's funny how progressive some people were back then and uh they you know he was through his whole life. So, um, 
I loved that at the beginning of that, the, the Stan Lee speech. And then, of course, when they show uh, the in-game. And they show, the, like, this is the first time I think, like, Disney or, like, any of these major studios. Well, I guess they did for horror movies. But it was shocking to see Disney show a pirated version of its movie <laughs> in its trailer. Yeah. And it was just to show the, the audience's reaction, uh, which... I don't care who you are. If you've been watching the Marvel movies and you were sitting in Endgame, and when he says Avengers Assemble, you popped. You, you, you cheered. You popped. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You, you, know, you hear Thor with his loud you know, scream in the back. It's it's so good. That, yeah. I get chills talking about it right now. <laughs> uh, that's how good it is. Uh, not not ashamed whatsoever. That that movie was that, – that scene was just so good. Um, no, it and, was – that was – for his, for his rough working that weekend as it was – yeah. There was nothing like taking five minutes and knowing <laughs> and being able to time where it is down on the sheet. All right, it started here. So right about here, I need to go in and just stand off to the side and wait. Yeah. And just listening to those crowds. That place went but every time, man. Yeah. Every time. Packed theaters all over the place. Mm-hmm. Going ballistic. Like yeah. it was like that whole the whole portal sequence. Like I was just standing off to the side, just listening to people, and they did. Man, crowds just lost their minds. Yeah, it's it's one of those moments. You know, people from the seventies they'll they they'll, they'll remember when they saw Star Wars for the first time. Same with people when they saw Jurassic Park, and now I think is when people see Endgame in that moment, they'll look back to that as like, that's a moment that I remember at that time in my life. And the the I remember the energy I felt in that moment where you, that was ten years in the making. I couldn't imagine being a kid and seeing the first Iron Man when you're eight or ten years old, and then seeing that Endgame when you're an adult, and you've gone on that journey with those characters. And that's why it's so earned in that moment. Yeah, you know, Thor, especially Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man, their journeys and the end of their journey in those two movies. Uh, that's why it's so earned. It's it, and it's it's hard for DC to do something like that. Uh, I hope that they just kind of keep going. Well, I don't want to make this into DC, but you know what I'm saying. It, those moments were just so earned, and it felt so rewarded to get that. Um, that now it feels like a new beginning, sort of. Where yeah. I like that they transition to. Here's what's coming. Don't worry, we've, dude. The movies, the, there's what three, three or four of them this year. There's four. five next year, right? Yeah, we've got we've got four this year. We've got Black Widow, uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, and Spider Man No Way Home all this year. Yeah. And and so, that's in and that's in a span of five months because Black Widow comes right. out in July. Yeah. It's it's almost a Marvel movie a month, and it's insane. Right, and so it it it, it might have. I don't want to say a benefit to them because it's not COVID was man. It, it, it's fucked up so much stuff. Um, and including the movie industry and that break, I think is going to, I don't want to say the word beneficial because that doesn't sound right. I know, but, but I know, I know what you mean. The idea that we, it, it's been two years since we've had a, since we've had a Marvel movie and right, now a little bit of a breather yeah and now uh, it's like we're gonna we're not just gonna jump back in but the rest of this year is just bang 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 yes and oh yeah and people are gonna show for it i guarantee you people are gonna show out for for all of them not just because they're marvel movies but it's this confluence of of you know yes it's marvel movies but people haven't been like people are coming out 
Man, we, you know, uh, here in North Carolina, we're up to 50% capacity now, and we're, by next month, I think we're probably going to go up to full capacity again. Um, yeah, they're you know a good pe- story. Yeah. You know, they, they, they want to get out and be around people, and they want to hear a good story for once, you know? Yeah, pe- people want to go to movies. I, mm-hmm. I hate all of these articles that, that I still see on occasion talking about, you know, streaming is the absolute future because the theater business is dead no streaming is a completely viable and sometimes preferred option you know speaking as someone who works at a movie theater i i had no i didn't need to watch the little things you know on on a on an imax screen or anything like that i didn't need that i i could absolutely come home and, and boot up hbo max and be perfectly fine with that but it, you were going to have to step over my dead body to tell me, you know, I was not going to see Godzilla vs. Kong on the biggest screen I could find. Right. Not a chance. Right. You know, these things still turn people out. And I get it. Drama has shifted. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And studios can recognize that and roll with it. Horror movies, to an extent, have shifted. Right. Uh, PG-13 horror movies will still keep turning out, you know, teenagers who think they're getting away with something. Yeah. Uh, and then usually have to be thrown out because they act like jackasses. But, mm-hmm. they, but you know, hey, they still pay the ticket. So, yeah. but there's, you know, and I mean, you know, right now it is kind of the realm of the, the blockbuster movie. You know, it's, and, right. and it has been for a while. And I know it always sounds like a trite thing to say. It's like, well, of course it is. You know, these things come out all the time now and that's what i mean mm-hmm. you know you had summer blockbusters and that was it but now it's you know there, there's a there's a reason spider-man's coming out around christmas you know christmas right. is a massive time for movies so that's that's time to drop a big release you know and marvel like marvel they, over the next couple of years is coming roaring back to theaters with a vengeance and i'm going to be interested to see which is the least profitable of those films what's the one that people don't show out for and i i've already got a prediction as to which one is of the of the current phase which one is going to be i, I don't want to say the, the the most disappointing box office wise but well i imagine it's going to be one of the ones that are just the most unknown right uh you know the the the, the commodity that people don't know a lot about yeah um but i like Go ahead. I, but I think that's why, you know, and I mean, that's something like, like, like Shang-Chi or like the Eternals where people are just like, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about this, especially the Eternals. Right. But I think that's why, you know, it's got such a stacked cast because then that draws interest. And yeah. then people are going to go look and go, oh, well, this is okay. Well, this is different for them. This is weird. Um, yeah. So I think Eternals is going to do fine. I think Shang-Chi is going to do fine. Uh, Guardians, of course, is going to blow up when it comes out. Uh, the Marvels is going to be interesting. I think it's going to do really well. Um, mm-hmm. Black oh, pa- yeah. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which I I adore that title. Fantastic. I, I, I think for a movie that's that has to be about legacy, that's yeah. the perfect title for it. And the people, like, yes. and, and that's the thing is like I think it's to me when I read that I thought oh like Wakanda like it's not like uh it's 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 the entire people it's the entire uh everything um that this is it's bigger than just black panther yes um and and i think the why well, i have no idea but i think that's what they were going for um but yeah dude yeah but 
but that's you know obviously that's gonna crush like that's mm-hmm. gonna do hella business I think the one that's going to be the the weakest performing out of them all, and we'll see how it goes when the dust settles, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I don't think so. Well, Ant-Man's always kind of been low performing, but, dude, they, I, I love Paul Rudd. I, 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 take, I am taking nothing away from those movies. I, I love oh, I them know, to I death because he's fantastic in them, too. Um, and bring me more of, of Michael Pena. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, those movies are... Oh, man. Yeah, yeah and you're right, you're right. Uh... But see, I think that might perform better than the ones that they just don't know about. Or maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe people are are craving something different. And so they're like, yeah, uh, give me the Eternals. Give me Shang-Chi. Uh, give me something that I don't know anything about. I mean, Shang-Chi, he don't, he's only had what one comic in the last 20, 30 years? It's, he's it's, had like one run. So yeah. he, he is just he, – he's more unknown than the Guardians of the Galaxy were at the time. Because at least the Guardians had a couple runs recently uh, before it came out. So that's why uh, I, I'm curious. How, that's that's probably the one of the ones I'm most excited about. Agreed. Because it's yeah. just so unknown to me. Uh, I, know, I, I know who he is. I've, I've seen his character in the Marvel Universe. But he's always been someone that's popped up. He's never had like a long presence. I mean, like, for example, like Moon Knight. Most people don't know Moonlight, but Moonlight has had tons of uh, series. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I'm curious how that does. Same with Eternals. I've never read an Eternals book. There's, there is, if if you if you read one, because you've got, Mar- do you have Marvel Unlimited? I do, yeah. Okay. Find on there uh, Neil Gaiman's run in Eternals. It's a self-contained, <laughs> it's, a, it's a totally self-contained, I don't know, like six, ten issue arc maybe and it's yeah. and and there is your primer there is your oh okay now i know something about the eternals that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna check out that one there's a new one out there's a new run for the eternals that i hear is pretty good um so that's probably what i'll do i'll probably real need Ga- neil gaiman because i love neil gaiman yeah i always read his work in his voice too yeah <laughs> well, you, you can't not almost yeah. really right 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 so i'll definitely check that out that is on the app um uh, and then I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna check out the new one because I hear the new series is pretty cool too. Um, also, I just saw that. Um, is this like breaking news? Well, this isn't like big breaking news, but that they're moving Loki to June 9th, which is a Wednesday. They okay, so they moved it up. What just is it? Did they just move it up up two days, or did they move it back? I'm not sure. Well, I guess up two days because it was going to be on a Friday. Yeah, I didn't know um, if it was. I didn't know if it was that Friday or the one before it. Yeah, so June 9th is a Wednesday, uh, which is interesting. It's not. I guess that's surprising that they're going to start now moving these, where the instead of always being a Friday, because at some point you don't want all of your premieres to be on Friday. You want them to be spread throughout the week. Uh, so if, uh, at some point they're going to have overlapping, you know what I mean? Like you'll have Loki you might have the same time as Bad Batch at the same time as uh, some other show that they have. And you don't want them all being on Friday. Yeah. No, this is this is is new news coming from Marvel. It's oh, OK. And it's not just dropping on. It's not just premiering on Wednesday. It's going to be on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. 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 And just imagine, dude, because I think what they're, the plan is is that they're going to want new Marvel and new and new Star Wars shows every week. And so you can't have them both on Friday. So right. you can have them on Wednesday and Friday, 
spread it out throughout the week. You get your Marvel shows on Wednesdays, your Star Wars shows on Friday. Dude, <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, Disney Disney is turning streaming into a network all over again. It really is, and I'm here for it, dude. I'm, I'm absolutely here for it. Every, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday yeah. night. Every Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, man. You have a little something to look forward to because, you know, Wednesdays during the week, it's the that's where you're like, you need some motivation, right? You need something. You need something to get through the rest of the week. That's fair. Uh, and, and now they they've got a little bit of a uh, little bit of joy on Wednesday night. So, um, I wish they would do like how Amazon does. So, uh, uh, Invincible is live Fridays, um, but it's shadow released the night before at like eight o'clock your time. So. Uh, they do all the promotion and everything or for Friday. It's like the invincible new episode, but they shadow, they, 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 they just drop it, uh, the night before they just don't tell anybody huh. so you can go into the app and watch it. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, that's I very, that's that. very movie of them. It is very movie of them. So the people that really love it, they're watching it the night before and then everyone else the next day. So yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, dude, oh, that's the other thing we'll talk about later in the episode, but did you see the Bad Batch? I didn't yet. That is on, it is on my list for today. I'm off all day today and that is, I have oh, okay. to watch it because I, I really, really want to. It looks oh, okay. so good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, we'll probably have, yeah, I guess we'll have a new episode of that as well next week. Yeah. Cause there's another oh, one coming out tomorrow. Yep. Two, two days. I'll say this. This is my favorite pilot episode for any Star Wars, their, their animated series. Nice. Uh, and I guess it's main. It's probably because like they didn't, you know, they didn't have to really set much up. Uh, they, there's a lot set up in this episode, but you already know the characters, you know the setting, you know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, you so they don't have to fiddle with all of that. They can just jump right into a story, which is cool. Yeah. This this is not. This isn't designed as like an introductory series. This is right, a but, hey, you've watched the Clone Wars at least, so you're familiar with with what's happening and who these guys are and everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, unlike Rebels, where like you have here's this character and here's these characters and here's what they do and their motivations. Like you already know all that in this, um, and it's it's really good. It felt like a movie, like the way they did it. It almost felt like a movie. I forgot how long it was. Yeah, it's a seventy-minute episode. It's long, yeah. Like it felt like watching an episode of Invincible. I love these longer animation things. I don't know if all the episodes are going to be like that. Um, I don't think for this. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think this was just a one-off for the premiere. It never felt boring. It never. I never thought they're just turning their wheels. Uh, It was just. It was good. And dude, that. It's wild to see where they've come from, from doing Clone Wars to this. Yeah. Um, and you you see it in the in the you know the title card where you see where it says Clone Wars and then it burns away and it says Bad Batch. <laughs> like that's it's it's a it's it's very cool how they transition it. Nice. Um, and that's that's what you get from this. You feel very much like this is a turning of the wheel. That time is gone. Now is this time. And so I'm I'm I'm, I'm I can't wait to see more. Nice. Yeah. Uh, wait. But yeah, def- no, def- that's that is on my list of things to do today because I am I am very excited for that. Oh yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you'd see us uh, sticking with TV for a second. You see, we saw the we got the first look of uh, Kamala Khan in costume on the set of, yes. of Miss Marvel. Looks perfect. Yeah, it's 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 comic book. It's it's frame accurate to the comic book, panel accurate to the comic book. It, I, I, it's one of the most accurate I've ever seen. And and it helps that it's a good design to begin with. So they didn't have to change. Like, they could have if they'd wanted to, you know, do whatever the hell they want. But That's they true. they didn't, there were no elements from the comic you were going to look at and just go, oh, well, that's not going to work right. in, in live action. There wasn't any of that. It's a, it was a, it's a solid looking costume and they just went, yeah, we're just going to do that. And it looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It, 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 it looks great. It, great, great from the start. And they just poop, poop, put it right on the screen. Yep. <laughs> Picked it right out of the, the book. So. Uh, yeah, said very, very, very excited for that. I'm curious to see where, like, where are we going to see the first teaser for this? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they have to film more first. You know, you right. can't really do a teaser for something you haven't filmed. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm ex- I'm curious to see, like, when is that going to drop? Yeah, because we don't even know a release date, right? Uh-uh. Yeah. Um maybe something by the end of loki maybe no maybe i mean that is that is a decent ish chunk of time they've got what a couple months yeah they can they can have a something put together by then maybe if, at but... least a release date that would be great yeah uh, or something to be like hey this is coming yeah because what have they not shot they they um obviously have shot loki what other shows? I forget. There was there was a ton of them. There was oh, Armor there's, Wars. There's Armor Wars, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. Um, Moon Knight. Sh- are shooting right now, right? They, are they shooting Moon Knight right now? Okay. I remember seeing a, a video of uh, Oscar Isaac, a picture. Maybe he was just training, but he was. I, I, yeah. So I guess maybe it would be next year for all of these. Yeah. Um, but there's also uh, there was oh. She Hulk. I remember. Yeah, they started shooting Moon Knight in April. Nice. Yeah, so that that has started. Uh, you're right, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. Uh, so I'm assuming we'll be getting these next year. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I, I think yeah, I think the idea is to have Marvel and, and Star Wars show running at the same time uh, weekly. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like they got enough. Uh, Hawkeye, we'll see something. I think Hawkeye is the next thing we'll see something for. Oh yeah, they've been shooting that for a while now. I remember seeing set pictures from a while ago. Yeah. So yeah, Hawkeye might be the next one. Yeah. Uh, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk. Oh, Secret Invasion. I almost forgot Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Yep. And I think they've been setting that up uh, in these shows. Uh, I think Falcon Winter Soldier. They really did. They 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 dropped some seeds in that one, along with uh, actually WandaVision had scrolls in it. So true. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't they say they were going to do a is wait, Secret Invasion is an event. Yes. Right? Like like they're going to that's not gonna be like a first season of Secret Invasion. I think they're gonna do that as an event where all of these characters get together. Fair enough. Did I read that right or I, that makes sense. Yeah. Um MCU. Let me let me take a look here. Yeah. But now, if they, yeah, if if they were gonna do, if they were gonna do something like that, that would make sense. 
Um, cause yeah. you, you wouldn't want something like that to be an ongoing series. Right. Right. Yeah. It would, yeah. That has Emily Clark. That's right. The, she was just announced in it. Um, one of those, I'll, I'll need to go. Oh, it's going to be six episodes. It's going to have Samuel Jackson, Emily Clark, I mean, Amelia uh, Clark, Amelia Clark. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I, I I need to go back and rewatch the um announcement. I know that they were going to do a kind of like how they did the Defenders, where right. we're going to get a lot of these characters together for an event. Um, but I don't know if it was Secret Invasion or if it was something separate. So I I think like that would make the most sense for it to be yeah. Secret Invasion. Yeah, because imagine some of these characters are suddenly they're a scroll. Yeah, um, that would be fascinating. Uh. To see who they would pull some side characters or whatnot. I just, I just really hope they they learn their lesson from the comics in that making everyone a scroll is a bad idea. Right? No, 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 no. I think it's going to be like Agent, uh, what's her name? Um, who? Oh, Sharon from like Falcon Winter Soldier. I think it'll be characters like that. Interesting. That where it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense why her character was completely different <laughs> that's, when she yeah, that's went fair. back. <laughs> and that's the perfect place where you could have replaced them is when they came back from the blimp. Yeah. Like that what a what a perfect spot to go, Oh hey, I was gone and I'm back. Whoop, we kidnapped you and now we have your replacement that pretends that she was gone for four years or however long. Five. Five, yeah. yeah. So that that might be the moment where this uh, a division of the scrolls or like, no, we're going to replace people at that moment when they come back. They come back, boom, they're kidnapped, and suddenly we get the real um, uh, the real character uh, during that. Dude, that would be sick because it would be like, oh, that makes sense. This person had all of these contacts and all of these ties to all of these people suddenly within a couple of months, and she became a completely different character. And then, of course, her phone call at the end of the episode. I think that, I think that was the biggest sign where she was like, yeah, we have access to everything. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah. But sorry, where were we? I <laughs> some sidetracked. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um but I think like that was I don't even remember if there was much Oh, there was one other bit of uh, of TV news which was uh we found out that uh Finn Whitrock is going to be the lead in HBO Max's Green Lantern series. And we found oh, out okay. that they're they're going to be focusing on Guy Gardner's Green Lantern. Oh wow, Guy Gardner, what a choice. <laughs> I it is it's it's the most realistic choice. I'm not a huge yeah. Guy Gardner fan. I've I've never been shy about that, but it's a good choice. Because yeah, he is the too. most just kind of guy out of them. Right. Right. You know, he's just a he is a completely relatable cuz he was what? He was a Baltimore cop, right? Yeah, he uh he had a he had a few things different things going for him. Uh, he uh I think he had like multiple personalities at some point, or he had a, he had trauma because I know he was abused as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I think he had. I think he had multiple personality disorder, something like that, where he he would flip on a switch, um, and be upset and angry and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he was a Baltimore cop, I believe. Um. And, uh, yeah, he just threw willpower, you know, which is what the Green Lantern has to be. Uh, he decided to make something of his life. Um, 
and uh, I don't know much about him, honestly, about his origin. Um, I know Aaron loved him from a comic shop. Yeah. Uh, that's his favorite Green Lantern because he's just kind of a dick. He's kind of an asshole. <laughs> um, but he's got a lot of willpower. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's an interesting choice. I mean, um, you know, you, you got Hal, you got Kyle. Um, I know that they were going to do John for the movies, right? There was talk. Okay. So I think like our generation, a lot of people, when they think of Green Lantern, John is their guy because he was from the animated series. Fair. Guy has been the one that really has been the only one. Well, I guess Guy and Kyle that like they never showed up in anything. So um, I'm curious to see uh, see how this plays out. Um, and I and isn't that going to be like a few different Green Lanterns? It's going to be like the Green Lantern Corps, right? Yeah. Um, okay cool it's so it's you're going to see more than more than one but uh it it looks like the the main human focus anyway is going to be on on guy awesome that's cool that's i know aaron's loving that yeah 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 i was always kyle was always my favorite Um, yeah just because he got to go like hardcore with it Oh yeah, yeah! When yeah. they made him a White Lantern, like I, I popped huge for that because that was awesome. To oh me. yeah, yeah. They kind of made him his own thing. He was like Ion, right? Yeah. Which was that that happened after because he wasn't the first Ion. There was a different uh, there was a different oh, Lantern okay. who did that before that, and I cannot remember his name. It was something Watt, I think, or Yacht. Um, mm. It was a sh- it was a short like one syllable name, and it gotcha. bugs me that I can't remember that. Uh, but anyway, that it it wound up being passed to him, and mm-hmm. yeah, it 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 went off on a whole big thing, because um, yeah. he was he because Ion was basically um, they because it, it, it wasn't originally like that. It was Ion was base was originally like an alter ego for Kyle, but then they retconned it to be. No, Ion is the Green Lantern version of Parallax, and uh, okay. it was it was a whole it was gotcha. a whole big to do. Um, yeah, there was something. I I swear I feel like I don't know why I'm because conf- I'm I, who I'm thinking of is not who I'm thinking of. Um, no, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, uh, Sodom Yacht was was mm. Ion. At okay. one point, uh, I think that was during the. Was that after the Paradox War? I don't know. That was a whole because that was when you had Superman Prime and going into all right. that. That's why I know a little bit more about that than I do a lot of DC continuity. Because first of all, oh, okay. what the hell even is DC continuity? But <laughs> oh, it doesn't exist anymore. I d- yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, because I was I loved following Superboy Prime. And and oh, all that yeah. because he was just he was a nightmare. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In all of the best ways, like I thought mm-hmm. he was a fantastic villain. Yeah, was it? He was the Infinite Crisis villain, right? Like yes. When he, yeah, that whole arc that was fantastic. Um, I wonder if they're gonna put if they're gonna give Guy Gardner the bowl haircut or not. I feel like you have to. I don't know. I, here's what I think they'll do. I think they'll show an embarrassing photo of him. <laughs> From like a kid it, it, in the eighties, he'll have the bowl haircut. Yeah, here he is at picture day in like third grade, and he's got that haircut. Yeah, that's fair. right. 
Yeah, or not. Maybe they'll just go for it. But it would look a little out of place in 2001. But I'm curious if they'd do it. It, it um, would, but I, yeah. you know, why not? It's, it's got to have the jacket, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yes. It's, it's got to be like, well, I think the jacket's cool. And he was the, was he the second or third Green Lantern? Third, I think. Because it was, I it was. might have been second. It, I don't remember if John or Kyle, if, if John or uh, Guy came second. Let me take a look here. Um, but I, you know, it's because they were, I, I don't, I don't remember my, my orders. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, of course, there was uh, unofficial Green Lantern. Right, Alan but in, Scott, it, right? It, uh, yeah, depending on, you know, technically, yes, Alan Scott was the original Green Lantern, but in the Green Lantern as we are familiar Guy Gardner, with it. late 60s. Wow, okay, so this is a character change heavily in the 80s, but Guy Gardner became a second Green Lantern in the late 60s. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so he was like the backup Lantern. And there's so many now. Like, I've completely lost track of how many Green Lanterns are from Earth. Yeah. Um, like, uh, oh, I could do a list of Green Lanterns. Oh, let's see. There is <laughs> Alan, Hal, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, and uh, uh, Sonjor Mullen. I believe she's the one with anxiety. There's a the new one now. One of them is the opposite of no fear where she has like crippling anxiety. Uh, but I haven't read any of it. I haven't seen it, but I just remember hearing that and go, well, that's interesting. I wonder how they do that. Like she's just given the ability and how you have, you know, so I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, there's now there's technically seven. Uh, I'm not counting Alan Scott, um, in the D, uh, DC universe right. from earth, uh, which is wild. Um, I always like the squirrel one chip. Yeah. <laughs> He's always cool to pop up. Uh, that's the thing. DC could have their own sci-fi Guardians of the Galaxy with the Green Lanterns if they wanted to. Their own pocket universe, essentially, where it's all Green Lanterns all the time. I remember when uh, Superwoman became a Green Lantern, a Red Lantern. Uh, and that's the thing. That's all DC has to do is start introducing the different colors. And, dude, you got you got your own multiverse not multiverse i shouldn't say that but um cinematic universe with just the green lanterns alone once you start introducing the multiple colors oh yeah of the spectrum all that stuff it's very much kind of power rangers but like dude why not it would go for it there, there are absolutely ways to make that work have guy garner have a red lantern by the end of the first season and you have john come in and you know you can have all of, you can introduce all of these characters in the different rings and have them in different places. And then you could have Superwoman come in and she's a Red Lantern. Like, uh, all you could go all sorts of places with this. So I'm glad it's on HBO Max. We know where you are getting quality there. So yeah, they might, they might do him some justice. So I'm actually really excited about that. Guy Gardner is not someone I think they thought they would pick. And that's, you're right. That's probably the best pick they can do. So... It's, I'm all for it's, it. It's a good, it's a good jumping on point because people are are like Hal is the one that everybody points to, but it's like now nah, we have to we have all of these other yeah. ones. Like why keep doing the same one over and over again? Right, and they can make they can make Guy Garner redeemable. They can they can show that he's an asshole, but on the inside he's not. Like he's 
you know, he wants to do good kind of kind of deal. So, yeah. um, and that's kind of his personality. He is a loudmouth, arrogant Batman. Put him in his place famously and just knocked him out. And then for the rest of that comic, he was just. And I love that too. Like you never get comedy like that in comics. But I, that comic, he's just sitting in the background on the floor, and they just leave him alone for the rest of the comic. <laughs> he's just laid out. So every scene they're doing, you see Guy Gardner just laid out on the ground. Uh, but it put him in his place, and it made it, it humbled him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that you, they could totally have him start out off of brash, kind of an asshole, but then you find out why he's that way and so on and so forth. So And, you know, making a making a series in 2021 where you want a Baltimore cop, not just a cop, but a Baltimore cop, yeah, a, that's... a white Baltimore cop as right. your lead. And you want him to be someone people root for you like that's right. That has to be an integral part of the story. You can't just gloss over that. Yes. Right. Yeah. He, he's got a, you know, uh, he, yeah, that's going to be an interesting take. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to write that very well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like he's a space cop too. Right. So like, uh, there's just, that's going to be a, oh, that's going to be interesting to see. So, um, I'm all for that. Do, do we have a release date for any of this for, for the HBO, uh, Green Lantern show? No, uh-uh. I don't even know if they're filming it yet. Okay. I think, cause I think they're still just casting right now. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's all still pre-production stuff. Yeah. Uh, has Ryan Reynolds said anything about it? No, not to my knowledge. Okay. He 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 <laughs> went through the other. He went through what a couple months ago and live drunk tweeted his first ever watch of Green Lantern. Oh wow! It's it it's not what people wanted it to be. Uh but it was still like it wasn't like every two minutes he had a comment. He didn't have a whole lot of tweets. Well, here's the thing. I've always said this. I don't think the Green Lantern movie is bad as everyone says thinks it is. I you uh, are wrong. <laughs> I know I'm wrong. I know I, I know I don't fall in the same place everyone else is. It's not unwatchable for me and it's not boring for me whatsoever. And maybe that's because I do like Ryan Reynolds. I do like the Green Lantern mythos. Um I just don't find it as boring as some other comic book movies. I, that's uh, that's fair. That's a fair point. That's the thing is that I, they made a lot of bad decisions. Uh, the CGI head or the head on top of the CGI body. It's like there's a lot of terrible decisions in it, but I don't find it unwatchable. Um, and I, but I, I, I understand why it is. It did not take off, and it was not as good yeah. as it should have been. Well, I mean, and uh, the suit looks awful. Like what they did with yeah. the suit looks terrible. Completely, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I love the Green Lantern stuff. Maybe it's because of the sci-fi stuff that I just – I love that shit. Uh, and in the comics, there was a time where I was just reading Green Lantern. And like you said, when when we when it got into – when we read um, uh, Infinite Crisis, uh, that whole arc with Hal Jordan uh, coming back with Rebirth and then going through all of that with the Lanterns and then, um, of course, with uh, the uh, – Superboy becoming a Green Lantern, or I'm sorry, Yellow Lantern, and the whole Yellow Corpse. That's some of my favorite DC comic stuff. Um, and so I would love to see that on the big screen. I would love to see it on the small screen. Um, that's why I've like I have such an affinity for that stuff. Well, I mean, so that's all, why I... all that stuff like Blackest Night and everything too. I mean, that was Jeff Johns so in his at his peak. 
Exactly. That is him at his peak. And it's, from what I understand, the artist from that series is complete fucking Looney Tune. Um, <laughs> but Jeff Johns, <laughs> I can get behind. Um, uh, but yeah, that stuff was some of my favorite DC stuff. And depending uh, on how much he's involved with the film shenanigans that uh, well, Ray was talking about. That's true. I didn't think about that. But I guess what I mean is the comic. Uh, that is by far and away some of my favorite Jeff Johns I stuff. Agree. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And it did. That was what catapulted him to running, you know, I mean, he did the, he did the Justice League comic. Like, I mean, they gave him his choice. And he's what? He's editor over there now? Publisher? Something? I don't think he's technically working for DC Comics anymore. I think he, he has his own company. And I think he does uh, pay per, like, he, he does work for DC, but it's... he's not with DC Comics anymore. Interesting. Yeah. He, they, they had a falling out because of the movie stuff. Or uh, It was one of those, he thought he was going to become a big movie writer and whatnot, and that did not work out. Uh, and he left and did his own company. Kind of like Hick, Hickman left Marvel. Uh, Hickman's working for Marvel again, but it's... I think Jeff Johns, uh, the last major thing he did was um, the, uh, what was it, the uh, Watchmen stuff, right? Yeah. And I think he did it as, like, it, he did it from his own company. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I, I get what you mean. It's 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 freelance, in a sense. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know if I can look up his company, but... Um, I don't know. I can't find it. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get you here. I'll find it here in a second. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was the president and C CCO of DC Entertainment. After DC Entertainment, uh, D uh, DC announced a new pop-up imprint, The Killing Zone, to be curated by Johns. Initially set to begin May 19th, uh, in May 2020, John confirmed that the imprint is still in the works. Uh, hold on. Film, television, I, I don't know. Oh, he's producing the HBO, the Green Lantern for HBO Max. Yeah. So he's still working with Warner Brothers. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see. Well, I guess he, I guess he technically is working for DC because that's his imprint. Yeah. Uh, see, I thought he had his own company, so I, I, I was sorry. Didn't mean to give that. He's also doing something with Image. Um. Yes, yeah. I guess that's maybe what I what I read from it, is that he wasn't as in DC as he used to be, but it looks like he's still working with him when it comes to the movies and the the TV show stuff. So he's doing the Green Lantern. Here, no, here you go. Uh, in 2018, he formed Mad Ghost Productions. Okay, so that's, that's what I was thinking. Of. Yes, and it's basically yeah. like as a production company, it's basically like the it's it's basically how. You know, when you when you get J.J. Abrams, you get Bad Robot. I yes. think th I think this is what Jeff Johns is trying to go for. Is like when you get Jeff yes. Johns, you get Mad Ghost Productions. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it is. Cool. Yep. That's it. Yeah. So that's why he's like he, he. It took him two years to put out the. Uh, he had he had from what I understand, he had a big falling out with with DC because. Um, after Rebirth, they, uh, they were supposed to end it with, um, the Watchmen book that they were doing. Uh, what was it called again? It was like the Superman Watchmen book. Uh, was it, um, 
shit. Uh, I, Doom, Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock. Thank you. I knew it was Doomsday, but I kept thinking, like, no, it's just because it's Superman. That's why I'm thinking Doomsday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they, it took forever to come out. All the comics that were coming, they, they, I don't know. The timeline was all wackadoo because of that. Um, and, it, and the co-publisher, Dan DeDito at the time, uh, I, I don't, I'm trying to read here. Yeah. It, Cause he left. Jeff Johns took forever to put that out. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a mess. Yeah. What would you even call current DC Comics now? What uh, era are we in? Uh, New Frontier, right? Sure. In- Infinite Frontier. Yeah, because they did the... They were going to do... Yeah, that's right. They were going to do the 5G, but that didn't come out. Uh, they called it something else. And it was like two months of... Um, like... Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was supposed to be like, here's possible futures. They did that. What was it? Future, future state, right? That's it. That's the name of it. You got it. You nailed it. Yeah. Future state. So that's essentially what 5G was. But Dan DeDio left. They went in a completely different direction. They're like, no, we're not going to just, I guess what he wanted to do is he wanted to move DC forward and have their characters age and have the new characters kind of take over. And so I guess they decided not to do that. Uh, so Future Imperfect was showing five years from now, two years from now, one year from now, like just possible futures. Infinite Frontier is essentially following Rebirth, and Rebirth was when it was kind of Jeff John's baby. Yeah. Um, where Wally West, remember they brought back Wally West, everyone was excited, uh, and then um, unfortunately Tom King kind of destroyed his character, but then they are completely uh, changed that now, so Wally West did not kill all those people <laughs> and he was not you know he, they kind of uh uh what do you call it they fixed all of that they, they retconned everything <laughs> retconned it yes yeah so wally west did not do any of that stuff God, um, this, I, I this this is why i haven't picked up a main series yeah. dc continuity book since the since I, I i and i keep going back to it since forever evil it's it's a mess. That's how it's, long it's been. Like I'll pick up, um, like I do want to read the three Jokers just because that sounds like a a a fun little sort of pocket story. Yeah. Where yeah, it's it's in continuity, but it's not it's not something totally consequential. From um, what I understand, those black label books are the best way to go. That's because you're the, absolutely right. Exactly, and that's another thing of like it's it's not in main continuity so they can do whatever they want that's kind of become their their answer to what the ultimate imprint used to be over at marvel but it's also more it's it's darker it's it's grittier it's their it's d it's it's dc's version of vertigo which they own which is very strange my Uh, my only problem with those books is that they're all bat titles yeah i want uh something a little bit different like diff, like a diff, like give me a flash black label book um something you know what i mean uh, i would think a wonder woman black label book could be metal as hell or like, me, or wonder woman well there is one uh, what is it called uh um oh god it's the one where it's like in the future yeah it's like a, the last one on earth or something like that okay well now wonder woman is she's like <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, the Infinite Frontier, Wonder Woman is not Wonder Woman anymore. She's like some god, essentially. Uh, and she, what they, what I, oh, man, I shouldn't talk about this because I don't know. I haven't read it. 
from what I understand, DC Universe is now back to one multiverse. I think that's what they, they blew it up to a bunch of them. Now they brought it back to one. I think Darkseid is back as like the only one that can travel between the multiverse. Because I don't know, but I'll talk about it next week. I'll look more into it because I don't want to be completely misinformed gotcha. here or talking from a place of ignorance just because I don't know. I only know from the from the outside a little bit. Um, but from what I understand is they are trying to make it a little bit smaller to go, here's the status quo. Oh, that's what they were doing. Uh, Infinite Frontier, they're basically going, everything that you know happened, happened. And where it's where it's not this multiverse, it's it's all one thing. But let's just move forward, and I think that's the idea. Is let's see here. So it says while making many of the pre-Flashpoint storylines canon. So yeah, that's the idea. Infinite Frontier keeps the previous stories canon while making many of the pre-Flashpoint storylines canon too. Also focuses. Uh, on new and reintroduce characters. Yeah, so like there's some uh, like for example, what's his name? Um, uh, Green Arrow sidekick is now just back. Um, so like they've done a lot to kind of uh, go, hey, the last eight years have been fun. Us telling you that the stuff before Flashpoint didn't happen, but it did happen, and we're just gonna move forward and pretend it didn't. <laughs> you know, we're just gonna move forward and not try and uh, get all tangled again and dc um, wonders why people don't buy their comics <laughs> i completely agree yeah um and that but see i like dc I, I i i'm looking for a starting off point though because i did read uh infinite frontier the first issue and it made sense but like i don't i don't know i i i feel like batman just continues to be batman uh the superman comics um continue just to be superman uh, from what i understand the just the new justice league is really fun with um brian michael bendis fair which is should be no surprise he does great with teens yeah um and it's a lot of dialogue but it's brian michael bendis you know what you're getting um and from what i understand they kind of at the end of the title you realize that dark side or dark seed or however you pronounce the name is he's back as kind of like the big bad he's revealed as the one that uh is the he's the one that now is the only person who can travel through the multiverse if that makes sense yeah um but yeah it uh it, it was it's very much revolved around wonder woman um and she ascended to something i just don't know what the uh what the role is she is but if you think of like a multiverse god like she ascended to something to look over and then that's what that title is it's her looking over everything that's happened gotcha but anyway, uh, maybe that's what I'll talk about next week. I'll look into that. Uh, I'll look more into the DC stuff, and I can bring something to the table <laughs> that makes sense. Fair. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, if, you, if you can make sense of DC continuity, go for it. Uh. <laughs> I will. I'll try. Hey, it it might be fun. I I think I want to do that. So we'll see. But yeah, I know some cool characters like Roy Harper and whatnot are back. So uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, I do know I want to get into Justice League, though. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep, yep. Um, we saw that uh, we had seen rumors that Microsoft was going to buy out Discord, which really didn't make a lot of sense because Microsoft, like, Xbox Live has their own built-in fully functional, like, their game chat works. 
and it right, works it's way better than PlayStation. And it works phenomenally well. And yes, it is leagues above PlayStation's, mm-hmm. um, which is why it didn't come as any surprise that uh, PlayStation is now in a new partnership as a minority stockholder in Discord. Oh wow! Uh, so that's I, there. I haven't seen terms of the deal or whatever, but they have. They now have a new. Uh, working relationship, and I imagine we're going to start seeing a lot of Discord elements uh, oh, yeah. very, very soon. Because uh, I mean, year, yeah, like next year we're we're going to be seeing Discord in. Yeah, or no, this is speculative. Sorry. Yeah, no, but I like I that wouldn't surprise me. Like this, yeah, they're saying by next year expect Discord. Yeah. Uh, to be yeah, that dude, Discord is the best. It's the best app for if anyone has a, a games on a PC. Um, you have Discord. That's just how you chat. Yeah. Um, there's. It's kind of like if you if you work at a job where you have Slack, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you have all these channels. To me, it reminds me of like old school AOL chat rooms, where you find a chat room, you you get into it, and that chat room can have multiple chat rooms within it. Um, but like. If you like Star Wars, for example, there's a Reddit Star Wars uh, Discord, and you can jump in there, and there's thousands of people all day long talking about Star Wars, um, and that's a good or a bad thing, especially if it's moderated. Um, I always pick ones that are heavily moderated because I don't want a bunch of riffraff, um, and they're cool little bunch communities. Bunch of riffraff? What freaking right. decade am I in? But you know what I mean? Like, I, I, no, I know, I, I know exactly. I what hate you mean. getting into a Reddit or anything, and it's just people spamming. Yeah. Or it's people being complete, just utterly toxic. Yeah. Uh, and boy, that does that happen in a lot of these comic book or gaming or anything like that. You just have people that are psychopaths. So I like going to a place that has, does not have the riffraff, <laughs> as I call it. Um, but they're they're pleasant to be in, and they're they're fun places to nerd out and geek out, um, and uh, not necessarily community for Discord, but like. This is going to be cool because I have a ton of friends who just play on the PlayStation. Yeah. I have, a, I have some friends who just play on the PC. And now I can have both. So, like, I can jump into a Discord that has mostly my PlayStation friends, and we can all be chatting. While I'm playing World of Warcraft, they're playing Destiny 2. And vice versa. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. or, if, or if you're playing Nintendo... You hop into Discord and you can do it straight from your phone. Yeah. That's the great thing is you can be on your phone, you can be on your computer, you can be on your PlayStation. I'm assuming they might do a deal with Xbox. That would be dumb not to put it on that platform. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what that's what we need. We need one tool where you can communicate with your friends no matter what you're playing. And if you're on your Switch, you can just pull up Discord on your phone. Um, I would love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, that way you can just stay stay connected, and and that's the messaging I would put behind it is stay connected to your to your friends. And we live in a time where not everyone's gonna have the same console, but we can play together. We should be able to talk together. Um, there's no reason for them not to do that, not to get along and work a deal out. So, right. yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Because I, I every once in a while I hop on the PlayStation. I miss my some of my friends on it, um, but. Uh, I'm mostly on PC now, so it'd be, it'd be nice now to now I don't have to boot the thing up and I can hop in with them and chat with them and you know be cool. Yeah, so I love that. Yeah, no, it would it would be 
it, it is going to be interesting yeah. Uh, yeah. to see where exactly this goes from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the, on the topic of interesting things, did you see the quick little video clip about uh, Disney's real, quote-unquote, lightsaber? Yeah, it looked neat. It it looks like hey, they figured it out. Like it's it it, it extends and retracts and it, it you know okay cool. Lights up. Like it's yeah. it's going to be a heavily overpriced purely cosmetic thing that we're all going to buy because it's the closest thing we'll probably ever get in our lifetimes to an actual lightsaber. Uh, right. Oh yeah. No, I imagine this thing will be a thousand dollars easy. I I don't think it'll be that much. Um, no. Because it's all it, well because it's also not going to be high. Quality, like this is going to be for display purposes only. Okay, well, hey, I hope you're right. I hope. I, it's, uh, oh, it's still going to be like two fifty, three hundred, easy. Yeah. But I don't okay, think it's. Well, hey, I don't think it's go. going to be up to a thousand. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. That's, when I saw, it, I was like, that's going to be expensive. That's going to be expensive toy. But yeah, dude. I mean, still three hundred dollars, fucking expensive for a lightsaber. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Um, but that is a much more. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's price. and here's the thing, like. I'll pay that, like, I'll go on, you know, like, uh, was it, uh, oh, where did I get mine from way back when that I can't find anymore? Uh, I think it was, was it Ultra Sabers maybe or something? Like, yeah. I'll get the ones that are made like, hey, these are, yeah. are made to, to swing. You know, these yep. are made out of the high quality polycarbonates and that kind of stuff. And that I'll pay, you know, $300 for. Yes. Um, but something that's just purely cosmetic. Where mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, hey, if you hit something with this, it it breaks. Like yeah. I don't, nah, I <laughs> I want to spend if, if I'm gonna spend money on it, it needs to, I need to be able to hit people with it. Right. Oh yeah. Exactly. But, <laughs> I just yeah, dude. You know, it's you know what what what's the point in having one if you're not gonna swing it? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 No, I agree. No. <sighs> But that was, I think that pretty much rounds it up for the news. Um, yeah. I know, I, I know I have I have the Bad Batch listed in the review notes here, but I just didn't, I I did not get around to it yesterday. Yeah, no uh, worries. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. We'll have two episodes oh, too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I'm dead, because I'm definitely going to watch that at some point today. Uh, yeah. No doubt. Oh uh, man, I'm looking at, I'm looking at eBay, by the way, I looked it up, the Game Boy Color Atomic Purple Edition. Well, backlit screen, $119. That's not terrible. That's not terrible at all. Ooh, that looks beautiful. God. <laughs> okay, I gotta focus. Gotta yeah. focus. They did I got one. This thing. They Go did ahead. one where somebody took the. Uh, remember the uh, the Pokemon themed Game Boy, the yellow mm-hmm. one. Yes. And they made that like in that style of see through. Yeah. But with the oh, same wow, color, cool. and it's it looks pretty. That oh yeah, I bet it does, dude. Ooh, yeah, this looks cool. This man, oh, I gotta stay away. I th- 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 this will be around. People will be modding in six months from now, so I just gotta keep it in the background. That, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because that that does look beautiful. But I got this little bad boy here. That does everything I need to do. So I'll focus on that right now. <laughs> so holy shit. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll have a ton to, to talk about. Uh, we'll have uh, the Bad Batch. Uh, maybe you'll watch uh, Invincible. Uh, we can get an episode in there. That'd be great. Or I know I'm definitely going to be talking about Demon Slayer. Um, and, uh, yeah, dude, I think that's it. Um, you can see us. Uh, make sure you go to our Facebook, We Geek Podcast, Twitter, at We Geek Podcast. 
Uh, send us an email, wegeekpodcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, we're on all the all the podcast sites. We are on uh, Android and Apple's. Um, and yeah, oh yeah, and I'll be bringing up some DC stuff next week. I'm gonna uh, read some of that. So uh, until next time, Captain. Captain. <laughs>